Welcome back to another episode of The Handoff with Harrison Hamilton. I'm Jeff Hamilton, football reporter for the Winnipeg Free Press. Of course, my co-host, Andrew Harris, running back for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Andrew, how are you doing, man? Doing good. Another wonderful day. Bye week is uh, among us, getting rest, recovered, and uh, just enjoying this beautiful day at Bar I Patio. What a great day. Yeah, no doubt. I wonder how many days we're going to get uh, to have on the patio again you know I feel like this fall is my favorite season I don't know what your favorite season is but I, I just feel like I, I fell in love with fall when I lived in Ottawa I don't think fall happens in Winnipeg it, it literally goes from summer to school season to boom it's like almost winter right away but you know this is I love this patio obviously a great patio shout out to Barai and you said bye week man could bye week come at a better time right now for you guys uh, I mean, for, for myself personally, I think um, how, how, you, how your body feels, how you feel mentally, um, couldn't come at a better point. For our team standpoint, I think, you know, ha having this break, going into the last six games of the season, you know, where we stand, you know, the last four games we, that we've had and, and, and how they've ended and, and, and the results we've ended with. And I think this is a good good time to kind of reflect on, on, the, on the season, kind of reflect on the play of all the ind individuals and... Uh, just get a good understanding of how how we're going to go forward here and and, and turn this thing around. And um, I think the, I think the be the best the most important thing about this whole thing is that we're going to get a mental reset and just get my mental break. And sometimes just stepping away from the game for for a bit is uh, you know enough to kind of revamp your 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 spirits um, and, and and get you motivated again to come back and get to work. It's also that point of the season where everyone's playing with something and look at you guys had some issues on the offensive line. Obviously, Jamarcus Hardrick, I think he's close to coming back. He's missed a couple games. Um, Fichetti, I don't think, is as lucky. I think, you know, I just entered the sixth game, had three guys leave in last week's game on defense and Chandler Fenner, Brandon Alexander was off, uh, Anthony Gator. It just seems like a perfect timing, but it, 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 it can't be that great a timing when you lose, when you've lost four games in a row. You know, I mean, some guys are probably wondering if, where they stand with this team after what has been a, a month of not fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I talked about this after the game um, on Saturday, and the last four games, I don't, I don't think out of one of those games, I feel like we we really got beat. I, I feel like in every other game that we we played in the last last four, that we've we've had control, we've had some sort of feeling that you know this this game is in reach, and you know we were successful on offense or defense, or you know that there were, there was plays being made and. We just we just let it slip away through our fingers. So I mean, I, I said it again too that we are a good football team, and, and this is a, this is a group of guys that, that care about each other and you know want to go to war, war, war with, with each other. And, and there's a certain compassion there that uh, that that's that's important to have a successful football team and, and a successful locker room. And for whatever reason, we just we just haven't been able to close out games. And this break is 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 at a, at a good time. And I, and I think that you know again for myself personally, I can speak on this, but just that reset, that mental reset, is is very important for for everyone. What do you guys do on the break? I mean, obviously everyone's a bit different, but do you do you really step away from football? Do you just try to focus on you know whatever it may be, family, friends, good times? Like how much of that uh, that week off is spent just thinking nothing about football and really just kind of enjoying the season because they're few and far between. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's different for everyone. Again, I, I for me, I mean, on the the Sunday after I, I went quadding, you know, spent some time with family and, and friends, and and then the next day I, I literally just laid in the couch and ate pizza and, and watched Ozark. So I mean, th there's 
there's different different types of relaxation and different things that you want to accomplish. I mean, trying to get some housework done now, and you know, I just went to a new house, so getting organized and you know cutting the grass and doing doing chores around the house. So little things that you can't really get done during the season, and and it's it's good because you you, you get back to kind of feeling normal again and 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 like a you know not like an athlete. You know, it's uh, you you get to. You know, you're not as sore, you're not as tired as, as you usually, usually would be after uh, coming home from from practice, and yeah, you just kind of get to get, get to just relax a little bit, and, and it's and it's great. You mentioned a tight locker room, and that's kind of been the the mo of this team ever since Mike O'Shea came onto the scene. I mean, you know, in, in those previous years, years you weren't here, 2014, 2015, man, it was tiring. How you know, with the lack of success. That the club had in those two years, that you know we'd be at this stage of the season, and, and I think even in both of those years, it was just playoffs weren't even really an option. You know, you were well below 500. Five and seven now, obviously, is not good, but it's not the end of the world. But with Mike O'Shea kind of instilling that group here, this is a little bit of uncharted territory for for this kind of new regime, the the turnaround seasons, if you will, 2016, 2017. You guys haven't faced really a ton of adversity, and by that I'm not trying to downplay. Every team goes through their own, you know, roller coaster of a season. You go through injuries, you go through things that you got to get through, but you've never really, you never really been through a losing streak like this. In fact, the last time you guys lost four games in a row um, was earlier in the 2015 season. Of course, you didn't join this team till 2016. I guess my point is there is what is the mood right now? I mean, do you feel like you're, you're, you're going, like you feel like you're going through this as a team? Is, you know, a lot of people speculate. And I mean, of course, media talks about the idea of maybe things kind of breaking apart with, with you know, connecting losses. Where is, where is this room at right now? What is the mood? I feel like all the losses were, were ones where we, you know, we had control other than one. I feel like the Ottawa game, we really just we didn't show up like like we should have that game and there was no point in that game where we we had that control and uh but the but the other three games i i feel like there was there was control there was there was success and the mood in the locker room is that we know that we have the guys in, in the room and i mean i've talked about this before is that we have we have to play three phase football and and all three phases gelling and 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 contributing for for a full game and, and that hasn't happened yet and um i I've, i i get the sense that guys know that we're where we have the talent, we have the right guys in the locker room. It's just, it's just again, little letdowns, the details, um, and and those focus, the the focus of those details, and 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 following them and seeing them through. It's 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 hard enough to to win a game, um, but when you have one one of those three phases let down, where there's um, you know a bunch of turnovers, or um, you, you let up a bunch of big plays, or you know a block kick, or or a turn for a touchdown, or whatever it may be. I mean, uh, it, it's hard to win football games that way, and and, and we've continued to, to do that in, in one of the three phases, in one in, in each of the games, or or it might have been even two or three phases that had had breakdowns. So I mean, that's that's the biggest thing is just eliminating those. And I still feel like we we have a great defense, we have we have a great offense, and you know we have great special teams, and and it's just it's just a matter of putting it all together. And I, I still have full faith in this this organization and this team. And uh, it might be uncharted territory for us because you know four four losses in a row is something that you know we're not used to, we're not accustomed to, but it's also something that we we can get past and get through. I mean. I've been on teams where we've had six game losing streaks and 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 came back and and turned it around. So, I mean, the West is still wide open for a sec or second, third, fourth, and fifth, and um, it's it's still anyone's ball game. I think obviously Calgary's kind of running away a little bit, and that's gonna be hard to catch. But for second place, third place, uh, third place, and fourth place or, or fifth place is is still anyone's spot to be to be had. So these next these next six games are are very important for us and. And uh, again, just taking a look in the mirror um, during this bye week is, is very important for everyone. 
You know, you've referenced that year in 2011 with the BC Lions a number of times in your scrums. And uh, that year you started, what, 1-5? Was it 1-5 you started or 0-5? Oh we were, yeah, we were 0-5, I believe, and then we won a game, and then we were, I think we were 1-6 before we turned it around. Yeah, so 1-6, I mean, that's a that's a dire start. I mean, you're, what was the difference? I mean, and of course, Bomber fans will remember, you end up making it to the Grey Cup, you end up playing the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, you end up winning. What was the difference in that year? I mean, did you have a did you have a bit of a look-in-the-mirror moment? Did you have uh, some, t- some tension in the locker room? Like, what, what, what do you account for, what was going on that year after that start and then eventually that turnaround? Um, well... For, for me, I was a backup at that time in the in the one and six start, and then they made some switches. I I became the starter at running back. Um, not saying that that was the reason. We we made some changes uh, in personnel. I, I, we we signed Arlen Bruce. So I mean, there there were some there were some adjustments made, some changes made. Wally shuffled up the defense a little bit, and I think it just lit a fire under guys. And uh, in the same breath, I I really just think we came together and uh, realized that we had something special. And it was crazy because once we got on that run. Um, I mean, Travis Lule was playing lights out football as well. He was he was playing amazingly, and that that definitely helped as well. But we came together as a team, and um, we actually lost the game against Hamilton at the end of the season, near the end of the season. And there was that sense when we lost the game that it's almost like we needed it, and it wasn't what no one was worried about it, and no one really thought bad about it. It was it was it was like wow, okay, we lost that, we needed that. Let's come back to work, and and we played we played Montreal, who was who was pretty hot at the time, and. I think we had, I think we had like 30 points or 28 points in the first quarter, or something like that, against them. So, I mean, uh, we responded, and, and that's that's the biggest thing is is how we how are we gonna respond from this? And again, coming back from this bye week, how are we gonna respond from you know all the adversity, all all the scrutiny, all the criticism, all, all the criticism that we've been been facing, and just knowing that we we have we have the right people in 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 the locker room and they're in the organization, and I wholeheartedly believe that. I mean, I know there's a lot of criticism and a lot of people wondering if if there should be changes and. Um, you know, and I, full, I fully believe that, uh, you know, we have the right people and, and I'm sticking with my guns with that. You know, it's an interesting point that you bring up and I'm glad you did is, you know, that year you, you talked about making some changes, picking up some guys. I, I wonder, there's a belief in professional sports and, and even obviously in, in the CFL that if you're not constantly looking to upgrade your, your roster or looking to improve your team, well, other teams are and, you, and you'll fall from the wayside. You know, you look at these NFL cuts recently, you look at some, you know, some guys that are on the open market. Do you think that this team is at that stage, or, or what's your belief, I guess? And this isn't anything personal against anybody else. I think if you asked everybody in that dressing room, everyone would answer that they're looking to, you know, if the, given the opportunity to improve this roster, you would do it. With this group, do you believe that, or even you as a player, believe of looking for guys, constantly looking to add guys, or, or what, what can that do to a, to a team if, when, you, when you do choose to kind of add guys to the room? Well, there's, there's two sides to it. One, you don't want to bring in, bring in guys that, aren't good character guys and and our our coaching staff our management really believe in bringing in quality guys that fit in with the locker room that are going to gel well on the other side of it who are you, who are you going to bring in who are you, who are you trying to replace i'll ask you that question if you're if you're if you're on the coaching staff if you're a gm who are you looking to upgrade right now where do you think we're lacking where do you where do you think we should be looking to find someone to to put some put not maybe not replace but put some pressure on you know well i think i mean if you look at the recent nfl cuts you look at you know, you look at a, a lot, of, a number of DBs are out there right now that that them playing around. I think that the secondary has somewhat improved over the last month here, but it's been a sore spot for on this team for for some time. I mean, I think there's, I mean, you have the assets there. You have guys like Chris Randall, Taylor Lawler, guys who have been all stars in the past. Um, you know, you have 
a, a, what looks like a decent group of guys. But it just to me, it seems like if you have guys that have had major success in in this league, you know, Casey Rogers is one of those guys. But I, I just think if there's, you know, Devere Posey, I mean, geez, man. I mean, the BC Lions just signed. The BC Lions are on your guys' heels two games back of you. You don't think you could use a receiver at this point right now? I mean, no one's and, – and this is with all due respect to, to that group, but no one seems to be making a play. No one seems to be, you know, up until that uh, Darvin Adams game a few weeks back, no one had, you know, eclipsed 100 receiving yards in the game. And I know it isn't all about statistics and, and whatever. I just think if there's any opportunity to upgrade a, a team or, you know, maybe, like you said, put some pressure on guys, I think there's a lot of – there's a lot of loyalty that goes into play, I believe, with this team, and particularly with head coach Mike O'Shea, and I think that's a positive thing for, for the team. I think guys like that loyalty, but maybe guys are too comfortable in their position. Yeah, you might be right about that, but uh, I mean, for us, it's, it's again, it comes down to character, it comes down to how they gel, and and again, I, I fully believe that we do have the right guys in, in, in our system and in our locker room. And um, again, it's just been a matter of, of coming together and making it making it work. I mean, honestly, too, like the the adjustment period of bringing someone in. I mean, I mean, even look at we just talked about Deron Carter in our last podcast, and he he's in Toronto now, and it took what two weeks to to get on, and he's still not in full swing of things. So, I mean, there's there's an adjustment of learning the playbook. There's an adjustment of actually seeing if this guy's the right fit. And I think I think in, in our position right now, it just it's just not a good timing for to bring someone new in. To one, try to integrate into the offense, and then two, find out if this is gonna be a, if this is gonna be a person that we're gonna replace or put pressure on someone else in. And and I and I again, I agree with I agree, I agree with our management and, and coaching staff's decisions to not to do it. And you know, again, this is this is above my pay grade. And and you know, you just gotta whatever whatever decisions they make, you gotta roll roll with the punches and, and believe in it. And uh, I mean, again, I I I definitely think that where we're situated right now is. Is one where it's been negative on in in the, in the win categories, but uh, as far as how we're handling it and, and how we are in the locker room, it's it's been pretty positive. I, I understand that. I understand with sticking with with your team, the team that that got you here, the team that helped you. Obviously, if you look up and down the the lineup, you, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about maybe some of the shade, if you will, or criticism that's fallen directly on you know the leader of this team and, and needs to be the best player on this team is your quarterback and Matt Nichols and someone who's covered this team for the years that I have. I mean, I've. I've seen firsthand just how much work Matt Nichols has put in. You know, I understand he gets there sometimes before the cleaners get there. I understand he puts in a ton of hours. You know, I went to his, I went to his football camp and earlier this year just to kind of get a better perspective on how he approaches the game. And, and you know, I got a real insight into, you know, just how hard he works, just how really, just how much he cares. I mean, that's when it comes down to it. You know, he's a guy who, you know, he'll be the first one to admit he's not the most skilled guy or you know the most talented guy, but he, you know, he's he's willing to outwork everybody. But right now. Now I just feel like he's he's kind of in this grip of, of Winnipeg. You know, I, I wonder how much easier things would be for him if, say, he was in Toronto, where he wasn't getting you know the constant criticism. Where it really is in Winnipeg, uh, what have you done for me lately, business? And and you know, as as good as we've seen Matt Nichols in the past, we just I don't think he's really wowed anybody. And I, and maybe you have a different perspective on that. I'm not necessarily you know I'd never ask you to critique your quarterback. I know he's your guy, but you know I, I think it's safe to say that. You know, if you're going to say everyone needs to be better, it, it probably does start at the top with your quarterback. Yeah, I, th- I think that uh, you know, Matt, Matt will come out and say before anyone that you know he hasn't played to you know his standard, and obviously he's facing the criticism from media fans and whoever else. But I mean, again, he is—he's a guy who's come through, or came through a lot of adversity. You know, he's a guy that works very hard and a guy that plays with a certain attitude and a certain fire that 
that's respected throughout the locker room and throughout his, through, within his teammates. And anyone who anyone who's worked with the guy or been around him knows knows how much this means to him. And and you know he's definitely going through through something right now. And it's it's one of those things where you want to be there for the guy and you got to be there for the guy and stand beside him and and be positive and supportive. And because he's he's our guy. If we want to win it, if you want to win a great cup. Matt Nichols is our quarterback, and and we need to be we need to be supportive of him, and 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 get him back to playing the way he's you know, or help help him get him back to the way that you know we, we know what he can play in and where he can shine and where where he's making the plays that that he does. And I mean, everyone has bad games. I'm sure you've had bad articles. I mean, never, I, never, yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, it's life, and it's it's how you get back, how you how you jump back from, you know, a bad game or bad you know series of games, a, a bad season. I mean. There's there's guys who've had horrible seasons and 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 come back and been all stars and won major awards and broken records and look at look at guys who fail drug tests and you know go to rehab and come back. I mean there's kind of stories all across the board in different sports and different lanes and um, different careers and it's if anyone can do it it's going to be him and again he he he's definitely going through some stuff and I mean we, he's got the utmost support from myself and his teammates and he's our guy if we want to go on a playoff run and, and win a great cup. I mean, we, we can't do without Matt Nichols. So, yeah, that's an interesting point. So a lot of people clamoring, obviously, for a 23-year-old rookie and Chris Strebler. Obviously, it's it's one of those things where it's been like that. It's been the case in this city for a long time. The most popular guy in the city is the backup quarterback in this. You know, when you, ha- when you haven't won the Great Cup for 27 years, and obviously that isn't on on this current regime and isn't on, on this current group of players, but nonetheless, the emphasis on, on getting that falls on you guys, on, on breaking that drought. Matt is, in your opinion, the guy that's – gives you the best chance to win this year absolutely i mean and and that's that's no slight against chris Trevler. i think he's got a lot of potential and you know he's a great athlete i think you know he's shown in, in the games he's played that he can be that guy but uh, it takes it takes a guy with experience it takes a guy with 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 that's seen the, the amount of different blitzes that's the guy that's made that those 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 throws over and over again tough throws and been hit in the in the face you know in the, in the jaw 12 times a game and, and still comes up and is going to throw a dart when they're bringing seven guys and or eight guys and you know two guys are free i mean it, it just takes a certain certain type of guy to do that and a certain type of uh, expertise and and that's not saying that a rookie quarterback can't go and, and and win a great cup but i just i just feel like Matt Nichols is our best, our best route, our best option, and and he's 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 a leader of our team. I've gone through funks before in in different seasons, and you know there's there's something that clicks, or something that happens, and you know you kind of get in, in a funk, and uh, I mean I, that's that's how I'm viewing it right now. He's in a bit of a funk, and you know that 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 real Matt is going to come out soon, and and we're going to stay stay positive and, and and rally him up, and and uh, you know make sure that uh, you know when that comes out that you know we're we're all we're all firing at all, on all cylinders and. You know the the team is going to be in the best situation to win football games. You can hear the booing, can you? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's messed up. I mean, even in the during the game, a, a video came up and with 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 them on it, and I I was like, man, that's that's crazy. I mean, in hindsight, I mean, for me, I opened the paper the other day, and there's some thing about me saying how we're good, a good football team, and I and I and it says prove it. I mean, t- to me, when when I face criticism and I face adversity, I mean, I. It's, it lights a certain fire into me, and to be booed in a, to, to be booed in a stadium, um, 33,000 fans, and again, I mean, I'm not sure, I'm not saying that it's every every single one of them that was that were booing, but uh, it's definitely a little messed up, and it just shows to you that how much our, our fans care, um, how much our fans really, you know, are, are 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 thirsty and hungry for a great cup and, and for a winning season and winning team, and um, you gotta appreciate that, you gotta love that, love that they're compassionate and they and they're they they bleed. Blue and gold, and I mean it's uh, it's a great place to to play in. 
um, when things are great and when it's when it's not so great. And I've been on the other side of it. I've I've seen when, you know, there's been like the, the two and sixteen seasons or whatever it was a few years ago. And and you know, just reading the reading the clippings on you know Facebook from some from some of my crazy friends that were on you know just reposting and sharing and 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 how how people were talking about the bombers. And I think we've kind of got you know we've got used to you know the winning winning attitude and, and really believing that we're, we're a winning organization and, and, and we are and that's the thing that's 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 why it's been so so drastic and so harsh I believe is because these last four games have been so uncharacteristic of us in the last two years last three years that you know people don't like it and people are really getting upset about it and you know really maybe being a little bit over dramatic about about the situation and not taking into consideration how hard this guy's worked or how hard we've worked and not understanding that this is pro sports and the teams are playing get paid too and that uh, you know we do have what it takes to to be able to win win playoff games and and you know be successful. Just showing better what we, than we have in the last four games overall. We are a great cup contender still in my eyes, and we're just we're just going through a lot right now. It's an interesting point you make about the. I saw. I couldn't help but notice. Obviously, Matt's face shows up on that PSA, and the whole and the whole crowd lights up. And and you know, I, I would never throw shade at fans because fans pay obviously the, the the money to go sit in those seats. And and really, and I think Michael Shea said the same thing before in the past that they can do whatever they want. I mean, they're they're the fans. You know, they support this team. I, I obviously, as players, I imagine you obviously don't love the booze, but um, you know, to to. To rally behind you, kind of in your worst times, is you know as much as they celebrate in their best. That being said, I mean it, the only thing probably worse is 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 fans not caring either way. You know, so I, you know, so I mean to those fans, I mean there's a lot is there's a tension building obviously with with people wanting that Grey Cup drought, knowing that this team on paper, like this is the team that everybody expected to even after the last two years. I mean these are two really good teams the last two years, but everyone looked at this team and was like, this is it. This is the opportunity. You know, a lot of guys on whether they be you know, on, on last year's other contracts or whatever. The continuity has been insane with this team. And I think unlike any other team, really, just how many guys have come back over these years. But I also think that it's an interesting thing with, with, with Matt. I mean, to me, I couldn't help but to think in that last game with two minutes left and you guys down by two points, I'd rather have number 15 trotting out there than, than and again, nothing against Chris Strevler, but it, it, to me, and, and I wrote about this, I felt like Coach O'Shea put, kind of made his own bed with that. You know, you, you Matt looked like he was struggling in the second quarter, couldn't seem to move the ball, obviously made some, some you know, very bad decisions that resulted in the worst case scenario being returned for touchdowns. But it, it was waiting till that final half to pull him out of the game kind of created a situation where you couldn't really put him back in you certainly couldn't start him for the third quarter I felt I felt like if you would have pulled Matt earlier when he was drowning it would have set you up with a situation where you could have probably put him back in and instead you know at a moment where you probably want your veteran guy a guy like you mentioned who's seen the hits who's take you know been in those situations it was kind of like if, if you did do that and it didn't work out I mean it was gonna all hell was gonna break loose but I do want to talk about the loyalty and when it comes to coaching and loyalty because I imagine you play you've played for some coaches before in the past that aren't as loyal as Mike O'Shea that you know you look around the league man and particularly with quarterbacks there ain't a lot of long leashes and I know Matt's deserved a long leash he's earned a long leash for what he's been able to do in the previous seasons but um, and my point isn't directly towards towards Matt and, and his leash but just in general loyalty among coaches how important to you or, or, or what is the significance of of having a head coach that who are loyal to the players and it's really you got to do something bad to kind of be replaced well I mean O'Shea's loyalty um, is, is is one where it's it, it's it takes a while to, to achieve it. I mean, it's not something you just you get overnight. I mean, it's uh, 
you really got to earn that. And uh, you know, it's not one game, it's not two games. It's 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 uh, how you handle yourself in meetings, at practice. You know, what kind of player you were on the field during games. You know, how you handle yourself with the media. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. And I mean, it's it's. It's one. It's one that as as a new guy coming in, I wanted I wanted to earn that loyalty and that trust from him right away. And and you know, being, you know, playing the way I did and and how I handled myself with my teammates and you know, I really didn't feel like, you know, he really we really clicked all that much until probably near the end of my first year. And I mean, that just goes to show like how, how much he cares about his players, but how much he really wants to you to earn his trust and, and, and that loyalty. And, and it's a two-way two -way street because, you know, a lot, a lot of things that happen within our team internally are, are handled internally with, with the players. It's not a lot, of, a lot of the coaches handling things. And, you know, that's, that's a different spectrum from uh, totally from, from where it was when I was in BC, where it was always the coaches talking about, you know, making sure the locker was clean or, you know, how to do this or how to do that. This is really ran by the players, and we respect that and we appreciate that. Because um, we are grown men, and uh, we are we are dealing with all the players and all all the little issues and problems that happen every day, day to day, you know, with within each other. So to have someone else come in that doesn't really understand what's really going on, you know, try to try to put the foot down on it, it doesn't really make sense. But a lot of coaches do that. When it comes to the play, though, I mean, again, it's 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 not one where it's just if you've had a couple of good games, he's going to be loyal to you. It, it really takes a a series of different things and characteristics to to achieve it. And uh, again, once you do, it's you know, it's great to know that there's that loyalty there. I mean, even for me to not be able to practice, you know, two days of the week because they want to, they want to make sure I'm at full goal. You know, that 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 takes a lot of trust for from a coach to know that you know this this guy is this guy knows the game well. You know, he knows all, he knows the playbook enough. He doesn't need to you know be out there every day grinding as much as everyone else is because he he understands he understands what you're what you're going through, and. Uh, there's that loyalty to it, and, and, I, and I think it goes back towards him, too. I mean, you'll never hear a player throw him under the bus. You'll never hear, you know, because he's he looks after us and he takes care of us, and, and, and there's there's definitely a mutual respect there. So, um, I mean, in return, I mean, he's not going to throw you to the Wolves after a bad game or, you know, a bad couple games or, you know, when, when everyone else is, is turning their back on you. He's, he's going to be a guy that's going to be standing in front of you and, and stand beside you, and it's, uh, it's definitely something that's uh, respectable and, and something that, one of the reasons why guys stay here and don't want to leave, and that's why the continuity is so great. And I think that's a lot, another reason why you don't see a lot of guys being brought in and just signed and signed and cut right away. And that, and that happens a lot on teams. You know, you look at the Saskatchewan's roster every year, you know, they'll have 100 guys go through their team in one season. And we bring in a few guys, NFL cuts, a couple guys when we're, we're injured and stuff, but that's why we're so close and so tight-knit. That'll play off eventually. And Mike has talked about this in the past, about how the, the room here, you know, he's got his leadership group, it kind of it, it takes care of itself and what I'm interested in, in knowing is when there's that many players in, in, a, in a in a locker room how do you how do you keep each other accountable you know we've heard over the last couple of games everyone's got to look in the mirror we got to you know we, we've, we've kept each other accountable what does that look like how do how does a locker room keep itself accountable well I think it comes down to position groups I mean uh, I mean within it's a little harder for myself because as a running back there's only one of us out there but uh, I mean I think of the O line, which I'm, you know, the next closest group to, as far as how, how much I meet with them, and it's 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 coming down to who's who's showing up to meetings on time, who's who's working out, who understands our assignments, and you know, even in meetings, if, if a guy doesn't know his stuff, I mean, it's it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to the group 
especially if there's other positions in there. And, and it's happened before where, where guys don't know what's going on in a certain play, and, you know, that gets nipped in the butt right away. And, I mean, it's, it starts there. If, if you don't know what you're going to do, if, what you're doing on the field, how, you, how, you, how, you, how do you expect to go out there and execute and play fast? It's, it's the teams that don't know what's going on or uh, and, and they're having mental errors and, and breakdowns like that. And, and that's not what's happening. And, you know, it's not mentally that's happening. It's, it's just you know, play breakdowns where, you know, we're just not there at the right, the right time or guys come free on, on, on physical breakdowns or, or situations like that. So, I mean, it's, it's, it just comes down to collectively as a group saying, okay, sitting a guy down and saying, okay, you know, what's going on? How come you don't understand? How come you're not with the group? How come you're not part of what we're doing and understanding what we're doing? And, and especially with, you know, a group like a D-line, O-line, you know, the defensive backs, receivers are in that, in that breath as well. I mean, you need to you need to be on the same page with everyone. And if uh, if there's one if there's, if there's one weak link in the chain, I mean, it's uh you know it's gonna snap and everything's gonna fall apart. I know you're into the game and and you know your focus is is sharp. But do you, <laughs> how much did you pay attention to Kemrel Tompkins in that game? He was hit hard, stretchered off the field, and then headed to the hospital. And then sure enough, come second half, he's in his full, full gear. He's cabbed home. I mean, have you ever seen anything like that before? Yeah, it was it was it was a weird it was weird because I felt like he was. I remember seeing him on the sideline again. I'm like, oh, you good? He's like, yeah, man. I'm trying to get back in the game. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, holy crap, man! You were just on a stretcher. I mean, it just I mean that just goes to show what kind of what kind of dog that he is. And I mean, he wanted he wanted to get back in there and and, and try to contribute to help win a game. And I, and I can appreciate that and respect that. But uh, yeah, it was definitely something I'd never seen before. I got, I think he still had the hospital bracelet on his on his wrist and. I mean, again, it just goes to show that, you know, well, thank God that he was okay, one, because any time a stretcher comes out and, there, and there's that much of a delay and, uh, you know, they're holding his head and neck area, I mean, that's, uh, that's scary stuff. And, uh, I mean, we play, we play a dangerous game, a violent game, and, you know, a lot of guys, you know, sacrifice a lot and put a lot out there. And, uh, you know, to, to see that he was okay, that, that was good. But uh, for him to try to get back in the game after that, that was, that was crazy. That would certainly send the league, uh, you know, calling calling the bomber. After I left the BC game last year, um, I went inside and I, and I I came back outside and I was ready to go too. I was I was mad that you know I got hit like that and um, I had to come out for the, I had to come out of the game for for that period of time. But uh, I mean it happens. I mean the the competitor in you you know you feel like you're okay. You don't really realize the you know maybe what you went through you know physically and and you know how your body's reacting to it it's just the adrenaline's pumping and you just want to go back out there and compete so yeah i mean it's 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 natural i guess for for certain guys and some guys they get hit once and they don't want to get back in the game at all so i mean i i can appreciate the guys who to do get hit or you know go through certain injuries or and, and want to come back out and, and go back to war you have those stories about what happens in those trenches that you know linemen doing stuff to, to linemen what's the worst thing someone's ever done to you in a pile up yeah well, more so when I played junior, but guys would guys had a fascination. Well, one team especially would just grab my junk a lot. Certain certain players. I mean, you've, you've, there's there's some certain players. Not so much now, but maybe more, maybe more so back in the day, where you know there's a lot of greasy stuff that went on in uh, in the piles, and definitely a lot of greasy things said. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's probably the that's probably the worst is you know the fingers in the mouth, eye gouging, grabbing the junk. You know that happens in the CFL too, doesn't it? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, not as much as not as much anymore because I think there's just, you know, just more more people being like, whoa, you know, pause, you know, you know, this. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm gonna leave it at that. But I mean, it's uh, 
there's definitely there's definitely it definitely happens still a little bit but uh it's more it's more verbal abuse now than the physical abuse <laughs> <laughs> yeah sticks and stones let's leave on let's leave this on a, on a lighter note i saw nick there are a couple jets few jets there nick Eilers, adam lowry uh and andrew cop took in the and took in the boundary bowl and i and i couldn't help but notice that nikolai Ehlers was wearing a number 33 jersey andrew harris jersey and someone told me well yeah they're they're buddies. They're boys. Are, are you guys? Are you guys buddies? Yeah, we uh, we met um, we met a couple of years ago, and we've kind of just hung out a couple of times. And um, wicked guy. I mean, I mean, it's completely different sports, different countries, and we, you know, we've we've created some sort of friendship. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's this is the second game he's come to now. We've gotten tickets and stuff, and he asked for a jersey. And then uh, it was kind of cool after after the game. He was he asked for me to sign it. So I mean. Uh, I got I got a I got a I got a European hockey player that's a fan of uh, the CFL and uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and myself. So it's uh, it's been a, it's been a great great, great relationship and uh, he's got me tickets to the Jets as well and yeah it's uh, a lot of fun. I want to get in the ice with him sometime though. So uh, okay. see if I can stack up. I actually got one of his sticks too. So I'm gonna see how that works out for me in beer league if I can still snipe it like he does. But yeah, looking forward to it. You don't got a Nick Eilers jersey? He can get he can hook you up with one. He's uh he's getting me one. He said he's gonna we're, we're returning the favor. We're gonna do like you know the guys they they take the they take the jerseys off and they they swap. We're gonna, soccer we're, friendlies. Yeah, yeah, soccer friendlies. That's what we're gonna do. Just different sports. So, um, but yeah, he said he owes me a jersey, a, a signed Nick Eilers jersey now. So it's coming soon. Right on. Last thing, last question. How is this? I know we've kind of talked about it anyway, but how is this team gonna turn things around? What or what, what's your projection of this team down the stretch? I mean, we got a we got a tough schedule, but I think you know we start from Montreal. Um, we just we just got to want it. We just got to turn around. I mean, it's there's there's no time but now. I think again after this week, um, come in with a positive, revamped energy. Um, it starts with me. I mean, it's it's it starts with me being one of the leaders. It starts with Matt Nichols. It starts with the guys on defense that are leaders and and really just coming with a different attitude and and um, refusing to lose. I mean, it's it, there, there are certain games and certain situations where you know that no matter what happens, you're going to find a way to win, and we just got to find that. And uh, and get back to you know you know executing uh, in a certain ma- certain manner that uh, you know it's just undenying that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna lose a football game so um, and it's just coming down to finishing uh, you know there's there's out again out of all the games we've had in the last the last four games I mean three of them we we could have finished those games and, and won them and we just haven't found a way to do that so finding that um, we're close and uh, we're gonna get it heck have you got. Half the execution as you do on this podcast on the field. I think you guys are in good hands. All right, thanks, guys, for listening. That's that's the latest episode of The, the Handoff with Harrison Hamilton. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you soon.